Welcome to Belt to Loda, the officially unofficial podcast for The Expanse on Amazon Prime Streaming. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're here to talk about the first three episodes of The Expanse Season 4. We've seen them all. All being the first three. The first three, yes. One, uh, two, three. What, what are you thinking so far? I, I'm i digging it. I think these episodes are paced amazingly. Yeah. Like every single one of them ends on what would be an insane cliffhanger. Mm-hmm that I can immediately resolve the tension of by hitting play next, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is nice. But like, I, I think that's, that's really hard to do when you're talking to adapting stuff from books that are not necessarily structured where every two or three chapters you have a Absolutely. climax like that, but they're the way they're, you know, uh, each episode ends in some kind of big, like, Oh, what the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. you know, like the bug attack in the first episode. Um, you've got uh, the the turning on of the machine. You, you've the got the turning on a machine lightning. and uh, the the Belter guy getting shot in the head at the end of the second episode, and then yep. you've got the Belter massacre at the end of the third episode. Every one of them, um, seemingly wrapping. You know, they're just this is tense as hell. The situation, mm-hmm. like Ava Sarala said, like oh, what what she said. It. This the this situation is complex enough. Don't stick your dick in it. And of course, yep. Holden sticks his dick in things, and lightning machines I, turned on. This is the thing. Holden's been okay, sort of pull, absent he, he, from the the dick sticking part. He's pulling a root out. That's the opposite of sticking a dick in, but it's it, it has. <laughs> well, I think the the situation she's talking about sticking his dick in yeah. is the political one. Yeah. Uh, he's basically absent from that whole thing for the first three episodes. He's mm. leaving it, which is a huge mistake in my opinion. He's leaving it to Amos. Which is holding To deal dick. with the politics. If there's a dick <laughs> on the Rossinati, it's definitely Amos, and he's yeah. his, he's front, center, and middle, in and out right. of the situation. He's literally sticking his dick into the political situation. He is, and I think... I, hmm, I love it. You I know, absolutely I, love Amos's relationship with Murtry. I mean... It, it's Dick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> there's... Man, it's so good. This is the part I love in the books, uh-huh. maybe the most, uh-huh. and they are nailing the tone of this. Yeah, like he this like you can tell this guy, this Murtry, takes himself very seriously. Yep. And Amos does not take this guy seriously at all. And to the extent that like he deliberately misnames him, calls him, you know, I think Murphy, Morty. Mm-hmm. Um And then that conversation they have when they sit down at the table and yeah. he's like, I know who you are. Uh-huh. You're a killer. Right. And I'm not the same kind of killer, but I'm a killer, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go step outside if you are right now. Yeah, because the, the guy he he you know, Amos is trying to be, I think, kind of warn him off. It's like you uh-huh. know, I just want you to know that you might think that my, my, my crew you can pull this shit on, but if you do, we're gonna put you in the ground. And the guy comes back, you and I are gonna have to get bloody. And Amos is like, "How about right now? Yep, I'm yep. free right now." <laughs> and of course, what's he gonna do? Like, yeah, he. He can't take that challenge on at the moment. Yeah. He's got no cause. Like, that's the thing. This guy is hiding behind this fucking shield of justification, which mm-hmm. Amos points out. He would have no cause to go to war with Amos here. Yeah. And so he can't. He has to walk out. Yeah. And and Amos is perfectly willing to go to war with you with no justification whatsoever. Right. No, Just because like, he wants to. Like, like, Holden has this communication with him. He's like, you know, Amos, I need you to put the lid on the situation. He's like, copy that. You want me to kill Murphy? Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Holden's like, no. Uh, oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. And I'm a huge Amos fan. I think that's really funny. Uh, obviously, 
we should say spoiler warning for the first three episodes. We're going to get like we're not going to like. I mean, a, you clicked on the one with the title. Yeah, episodes first one episodes. through three spoilers, yeah. but we're not going to organize them in episodes one through three. We're going to talk about them no. as kind of a block. So yeah. uh, spoilers are coming hot and fast on that. I actually was kind of I don't know whether this is going to pay off, but I actually love kind of uh, the off-screen implied romantic uh, sexual tension between Avasarala and Amos. Like, uh, okay. Holden meets with her, and like Amos is like, Yeah, how's Alpha Sorola looking? Uh, or how's she look? And you know, Holden's like, Ah, oh, you know, fine. She's got, you know, she's been very important, very busy. And, and Amos is like, No, what was she wearing? And I mean, so fan servicey because it is. Avicerella always looks great. Yeah, and she's and kind of this flirty. No and exception. They had some flirty scenes last year, and they even uh, acknowledged that because then the next episode, Avicerella is stomping around in her, uh, her magnetic boots, and someone's complimenting on how well she's piloting, and she's like, "I had a fan, a fantastic teacher," <laughs> you know, and winks at the camera and then licks yeah. her lips, and I'm like, "Yes." Amos Sarala, mm-hmm. I, I I need to see this couple in action. What's Arjun gonna do about that? I that's he's, the thing. Yeah, he's not he's not equipped to deal with the onslaught of Amos. If Amos if no. Amos comes at at Avasarala, it's gonna happen. No, I don't know. I, I, Arjun tried to charm Bobby a little bit, but more of like just a you know friendly yeah. old man charming, not a. I I have a reason reasonable chance of anything happening here no. for multiple reasons. Bobby picks who she wants to pick. Yeah, Arjun's not gonna. She's not gonna be charmed if she doesn't want to be charmed. Um, what do you think? Is I thought we were going. I not having read the books. Um, got like really excited at the multiple times I thought Bobby was going to join the crew. Uh yes, because like they kept, I feel like they kept on teasing. They show that Bobby has kind of washed out of the Marines because of the political situation she put herself in, um, and she is refusing to be beaten. She's working as essentially a dock worker. It looks like Mars is going through a dearmament, where they're actually mm-hmm. chopping apart some of their old warships to. Yeah, this know. terraforming process is coming along. Yeah, because that's, that's that's part of the thing that's been delaying the Martian terraforming yeah. project. That you know now, like um, Mars has got an, a little bit of an atmosphere. Yeah, um, enough to this, this dream that Bobby has, right, is sort of coming true. Yeah, in in her lifetime, and I actually like there. There's a scene where um, they're talking about uh, they're, they're in this like ship over Mars, and they're looking at the Aurora Borealis. I think yeah. is this on Mars? Yep. I didn't think that Mars had a magnetic field, and I thought they created one. How did they create one? I don't know. But Holy they said shit! That's one of the benefits of creating magnetosphere. Okay, I thought it was, I thought it was atmosphere, and I was like, oh, that's so wow. They've really made a lot of strides on on the terraforming project. Yeah, and they make this point about like th- this guy said. This reminds me of like the cathedrals on Earth, where you know you would have a a, a group of people starting an effort that they knew their great grandchildren would let. What they, they trusted the great grandchildren to put the last brick in the place, the last stone, and that's yeah. that like the Mars ethos. He's like, you know, we've lost that with with Earth, and I'm like, damn, that's really true. We can barely yeah. get something done through a fucking presidential administration. Like, right. if it doesn't get done in a four or eight year term, it's not going to get done in the United States. Yeah, you're least. right. And and this has always been the core tension for Bobby, right? It's like, yeah, how how much of a Martian is is she? Uh-huh. How loyal will she remain in the face of whatever challenges to that loyalty she faces? And this generational project that she's, you know, said she's not going to see in her lifetime. Like this, this war is so in the way that yeah. Mars is not going to get terraformed. They keep promising and they keep promising. And Bobby has always, you know, 
sort of lamented that fact. And she's also getting, uh, on the other side, she sees that Mars might not be everything that she thought it was because she sees, yeah. like, there's this crooked cop that is running this crooked police force who is uh, manufacturing and selling illegal drugs. I think it's, like, an illegal form of the focusing drug that, the like, the interrogators take that make their pupils big, and then they're, like, super observant or whatever. Yeah, and, and also running uh, an equipment racket uh, sending that stuff off to the belters. Yeah, military grade encryption, not weaponry, but right. they, we've seen many times the information can be as dangerous as munitions mm -hmm. in this world, and you can tell that Bobby had instant misgivings. Um, I keep on every time she rolls tough on these criminals. Like there's this one glorious scene where she oh, I love it. Uh, she's she's got her, one of her nephews has gotten mixed up in this, and the toughs try to tell her like you're missing with the wrong, and she just like just thrashes them like they're kindergartners and she's a wrathful teacher yeah uh she just completely kicks their asses and when she meets the head honcho um i kept on thinking like you know and then she finds out she's a cop it's like well next step is she's going to get her hands on some stolen po power armor ah and, okay yeah it's going to be god her, i would love to see that yeah it's going to be her retaking that one spaceship uh you know it's like she just is stomping around invincible i the, i, I want to like see that. julie's old yeah racer the, the yeah. pinnace the pinnace yeah the racing pinnace Hmm. Penis. Um, yeah, I wonder. She's probably still got that impounded no as evidence. Probably. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure she could get I, her hands on some power armor. I just, I don't think that they they she gets to keep that when they drum her out of the service. Oh, certainly but, not the power yeah. armor. I'm wondering about the the ship oh. since uh, Pierre J J Jules Pierre. Oh, yeah, who owns got that? Now? He, he got uh, Mr. Meow. Got uh, got all of his shit stolen. Probably impounded. Impounded, rather, yeah. yeah. I, Not well, the, Rossi, well, the racing pinnace. They, they do. That's they, that's that's always been legitimate salvage. Goddamn it, legitimate salvage. Now they've got the the, the nice shiny uh, bulkhead marker to prove it. Like they yes. own the Rossinati free and clear, and it seems like it won't be. They won't be a down in the luck, running out of funding kind of operation. They they've essentially got the official support of the UN behind them. That's that's their thank you for saving the entire solar system. Did you know that Holden's mom is a secret KKK Racist. agent? Yeah, I did. Yeah. We, we found that shocking, out in the Watchmen. Shocking information. Francis Fisher, uh, who is doing pretty good work as Jane Crawford on Watchmen. Uh, I, it, it's, it's funny to go because I've you know i seen her in a couple of things, but I forgot that she was her mom. Yep, me too. Yeah, like, wow. Uh, I just saw you drop, uh, uh, drop someone through a trap door on the Watchmen two weeks ago. <laughs> um. What are we going to see? This is another question you can't answer, but are we going to see more Claire? Because I was actually somewhat shocked to see her and Amos have a moment where she's about to, you know, she's she's got some time that mm -hmm. she can spend. They're, they're in Earth orbit and she's in Earth jail, I think. And, yep. you know, they can have some real time conversation. And I would not I I didn't need this conversation. So I think that she must be coming back some point later. But she's also serving what I can tell is a lifetime in prison. Mildly interesting. Hmm. It's all why why bring her back around? She had a, she. I did not have any questions about what she would ha what happened to her and bringing her back with Amos. Like feels like that you know, and him, him mentioning she's a really good engineer. It's like seems like yeah, Amos is really getting around this season. So sure far. is. He He's sure is establishing all the relationships with all the females. Yep. He's gonna lock him lock them all down. Yeah. Uh, mildly interesting where they're going with that hmm, interesting uh so Kloss is doing some anti-piracy work he's he's an anti-pirate pirate now yeah feels a little torn about it 
why is he being shitty about transmitting? Because so he has per- permission to go in and out of the ring and around the ring through the blockade, but. For some reason, there's a scene where his ship was approaching and he took it to the threat of them blowing him out of the sky before he transmitted the codes that he had. Like, what, what does, he, does he feel like he shouldn't have to? Yeah, I or think that's why? his thing. Like, this is my ring? He, he's a he's a belter. I mean, as, as much as anybody's a belter, he's uh-huh. a fucking belter. Yeah, for sure. And th- that spirit of independence, I think, is just... Especially, he's a fucking pirate belter, too. Like, yeah. his... His feeling of like independence is very strong, mm-hmm. and I think he's still adjusting to this new life. But he's also like espousing why this is good. Yeah, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of that in season three with him too, right? Yeah, like like talking out of one side. One thing of his to mouth. talk talk to talk, but then walking to walk is yeah. really hard for someone as old and grizzled as he. I don't think it's gotten any easier. Um. So. We talked about this in the preview podcast, but the Rasanati gets a new toy. This uh, fucking yeah. Uh, what what do you call that? Uh, the railgun. Railgun, and they use it to vaporize an asteroid or to, to shatter an asteroid in its first shot. That's kind of cool. That's just fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's significantly <laughs> more powerful than than an arm. That's like that's like that's oh, the big yeah. gun of the the expanse universe, yeah, right? Their PDCs are not getting that kind of thing done. Yeah, um, the nukes. Maybe, maybe I guess nukes are more yeah. powerful, but like just ship to ship kind of munitions, like this thing mm-hmm. seems pretty devastating. I wonder, I don't know, because I, I always thought the whole thing about the Rossinati was that it packed a surprisingly punch, but it was also small and nimble and something yeah. that, uh, you know, it's plausible that a crew of four could commandeer. Putting the railgun on, I mean, it is metal because it's like half as big as the whole fucking ship, yeah, and it looks like. You know, like if you'd welded the top of an a- an Abrams tank to like a Tesla or something, you know, it's yeah. like. Well, I mean, like we've talked about, I, I think the maneuverability has less to do with the Rossinante's physical makeup hmm. um, and more to do with its crash couches, its its, uh, its juice, that, that kind of thing, right? Its tolerance for hum- humans on board. So is it still going to be as nimble as it was before? Because I was wondering if like all so. these, the, you know, adding the extra supports to make it atmosphere capable, adding the rate, like if if if, if the Rossinai is going to pork up a little bit and not be as, as nimble a dancer as it used to be. I don't think so. I wouldn't imagine yeah. that's the case. I think Alex would be complaining about it rather yeah. than being almost orgasmic about having this giant right. E-peeing that he can... He can launch now. Yep. Um, what else do we want to talk? Oh, I thought it's interesting how like they can't even agree on the name of this place. Like the Belters call this planet mm-hmm. Elios, um, and the corporations calling it New Terra. Yeah. Um, and then the UN and Avrasarala, she's thinking of it in very specific terms. Yeah. It does sort of betray her her thought patterns on yeah. this planet, right? Yeah. I think she. Yeah. So what do you think Avrasarala feels about it? She thinks the Belters getting a raw deal here. I think she can have some sympathy for them while also not agreeing with their their methods of mm. going in there half-cocked. What do you think's going on? So this shuttle, the the RCE Edward Israel, which I looked up, uh, something I like to do. Every time they, they, they mention a name that I don't recognize, I like to think, uh, okay, who is this person? Is it a fictitious future person or is it an old person that we can look up? This guy is an 18th century astronomer and Arctic explorer born in Kalamazoo, Michigan. He was sent on a, a polar expedition on behalf of the United States government, very much like a season one terror situation where they went. They, the first year, they missed a resupply vessel. Second year, they missed a resupply vessel. They tried to head back, found their resupply vessel. 
that had shipwrecked and there was no help coming and only six of the original 25 members of this expedition into this break in this 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 new alien world survived this feels like foreshadowing <laughs> that you've got now got another exploratory expedition landing and already the body count has been yeah. been pretty high what 23 we had uh, yeah he's in the landing is mid to high 20s of the earthlings and immediately killed on on landing in fact i'm with amos i don't see how anybody survived this crash yeah. like that was fucking crazy um also did am i crazy or did the woman who got sucked out of the window like when they were still up in space come by and shove a gas mask over the med i was trying to think of like i couldn't tell you i, I thought no. someone they showed that someone died in the wreck and then was walking around afterwards and i'm like huh. protomolecule fuckery or did i just severely underestimate how survival these crash couches are because also it seemed like people were strapped to just scraps of this ship on the ground yeah. and they had lived somehow mm -hmm. but also like they, they weren't at that high off the ground either when it exploded, no, they weren't. Because I thought they were like in mid atmosphere, but it turns out like I think what happened is they blew up the landing pad. Which yeah, they they say that I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what is ha uh, you can't tell me this, <laughs> but what is happening? Because like yeah, good question. I'm wondering if because like you first you're like you don't know what happened, and then the second episode or the in the first episode you see they got these metallic protomolecule bugs that just razor through everything flesh metal like yeah. oh well here's the thing that took out the uh the ship and then they go out and look at the wreckage and 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 amos doesn't find any of those bugs and also he finds scorch marks and like detonator caps from like explosives and makes it look like um foul play i wonder if there's like a little bit and 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 the the great thing about the political situation here is I absolutely believe there is factions of belters that would want to blow up these Earthlings before they landed. Yeah. I absolutely believe that uh, Earth Corporation might fake something like that just to clean up a messy claim, just to have the sure. UN and 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 Mar the Martian Confederation uh, come in and be like, you know what, belters, we can't trust you with anything. Get the fuck out of here. Get the whole planet to Earth. I also, and I also believe, believe that the planet might have a security system. I also believe there might be protomolecule fuckery. Yep. Um, and I don't know which I believe more in right now. I cannot enlighten you. It's all mm. mildly interesting to me. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. I was worried about that. Um, where did they film? Like I, I mentioned in the preview podcast that this is like, and I didn't have it because part of this uh, hadn't gotten out of embargo and nobody has seen it. Um, you know, we're recording this a couple days early because we had screeners, but I, I would love to know where they film because mm -hmm. the location they have is utterly alien and very beautiful and gorgeous. I love the shot of um, uh, Naomi landing and, and seeing like, you know, the, uh, the, the blue sky for the first time. All that stuff is yeah. really great. A lot of that in the trailer. Um, yep. so, speaking of Naomi, I, so I really love what they do with characters in the show. It's the mm -hmm. heart of the show. It drives basically every plot point that you see aside from protomolecule fuckery. Uh, and they're doing a really good job with all the characters here. Like I said, I, they are nailing the Amos stuff. Um, the Naomi stuff is really interesting to me. It's sort of a continuation of her feeling as a belter that she needs to uphold her heritage here. Sure. Um, and she's pushing herself to the max. Like she, you know, her own health be damned. She's going to stay on this fucking planet. I'm scared for her. Me too, very much. Like the um, cliffhanger of episode three, among other things, was her collapsing of maybe in a heart attack. 
yeah, so this is one of those things that I don't think is in the book. I don't think Naomi ever makes it to the planet in the book. Hmm. So this might be one of the remixes, unless I'm misremembering. But it's super interesting to me to see her just try to fight to be part of this huge Belter event. Sure, yeah. And help not only, you know, this little group of colonizers, but also Belters around the verse. You know? But not all the Belters agree with that because they, they have a pretty tense yeah. conversation with her and Drummer where they kind of like realize they have a philosophical disagreement about what being a Belter means and what mm-hmm. these new planets can mean for, for that. Uh, I will confess that like, I have such rock f- uh, solid faith in the technology to expand. I just figured that this was just some bullshit reason that belt a belter could walk on a, in a gravity well now. And when she's throwing up, my first thought was, oh, she's pregnant. Uh, okay. Because I wasn't gotcha. thinking like, oh, this is going to be some complex rejection of some me- medical regime. And, huh. you know, it's going to weaken her heart and lungs and she's going to, you know, her circulatory system is going to collapse in gravity. Yeah. I was thinking, but then it's like, oh, I guess... You know, because we've seen like they can cure radiation cancer. Mm-hmm. They can do so. Yeah, like they, they can, can keep uh, the G forces of an acceleration from affecting you. A person to paralyzed a uh, from a neck fracture can walk again. Yeah, because like Drummer now has just like these like small little neural implants in her spine. They're regenerating her whole spine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was because she also wears like some kind of pack, and like maybe she can mm-hmm. not wear that in zero G or something. But I'm not sure exactly how recovered she is. But more recovered than we would be nowadays. And absolutely. But yeah, it turns out that this isn't a surefire thing for a belter that they can't uh you know no i mean she's putting her physical safety in jeopardy here and Mm -hmm. it's it's man the fact that she doesn't want to tell holden because she fucking knows she knows what holden's gonna say and she she loves holden she respects holden and if he tells her that this is a really dumb thing she's doing i don't Mm -hmm. know if her will would hold up against both her own internal shit saying I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And also the person she Because everyone in the that. crew is basically saying this is you should not. You should take it easy. Oh There's yeah. No I mean Alex you... is making excuses for her. Yep. Which she seems almost grateful for in moments. Sometimes, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, have to yes, make this, this decision is the right myself. Thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And uh, I think she knows if Holden gets wind of this that that will be the thing she needs to mm-hmm. finally say, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah. They they talk about being worried about proto molecule infection. I'm thinking, what about regular infection? God damn it! Like I got a little bit of like uh, Prometheus type of heebie-jeebies from people just stomping through these alien marshes oh, and yeah. alien water up to their waist and like. Right, they're they, on this brand new planet that we haven't even really analyzed the composition fully of. Yeah. And they're the only thing they're worried about is protomolecule. Yeah. The only thing they're worried about is the known unknown, right? Yeah, like it's this is a breathable atmosphere, but my God, what kind of microbes, what kind of bacteria, yeah. what kind of like, do you got one scientist saying, we could have shit made out of metal with acid blood, like right. like baiting xenomorphs, and yet you guys are not taking any precautions. Like, I get the belters, but, like, fucking RC, yeah. I felt like they would show up with atmosphere suits or something. That would be... So, and Holden, yeah. And, and, and they crew. lampshade it later by saying that the protomolecule, they, what they think happened is the protomolecule essentially colonized this planet, like, a, bi- a couple billion years ago mm-hmm. and scoured the native life off. Yeah. And, like, life had to start over. That's 1.5 billion years ago. Yeah. Roughly the amount of time it took, I think, our current life to kind of flourish on the planet Earth and Mm. attain its full complexity. So still worried about nasty things that might get in your genitals and your (laughs) air passages and your rectums and tear you inside. Yeah. Yeah. Amos is putting things in people's crevices, it turns out, this episode. 
I thought the, the 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 tech is really cool. I love seeing like these like little drone things that are gonna fly around. And yeah, that was really cool. Which we always kind of complained. Why aren't there more drones in the expanse? They well, heard us. You go. They got the they got the budget. They got that that those those Bezos bucks, and yeah. they got drones left, right, and center now. Um, I liked that the idea that Holden can't trust Miller like Holden likes mm-hmm. Miller there's some really good character moments where Miller like you know he's like oh you're complaining about one voice in your head I literally have everyone from Eros screaming in mine 100% of the time yeah and seeing how alien kind of like uh, uh, Miller is seeing the world now mm-hmm. and the fact that you know he kind of says he swears to Holden like oh this is if you throw the switch for me it won't kill you but it almost does and yeah. it almost kills the whole colony Mm-hmm. And then it starts up some kind of fucking weird terraforming sh- sh- thing that starts tearing up the planet immediately. Uh, it's yeah. I don't. So Holden says he can't trust Miller, but I'm like, what does that matter? Because it seems like one of the things I hear Miller r- ruminating about when we're in Miller vision is how, you know, Holden's kind of a monkey and he can just push neurons until he gets the right result. Mm-hmm. So like how much of how much can Holden actually resist Miller if Miller needs his damn hands? It's a good question. It's always been one of the tensions is how how much, I guess, how far down the rabbit hole is Holden going to follow Miller? And also, is he following Miller? Or how much of Miller is in this? Like, Because we know, yeah, okay, he can communicate with Julie Mao. He can get the protomolecule to do a thing he needs to do in a moment. But moment to moment, that might change. He might be there more at the behest of the protomolecule. Do they have, mm. what? whose interests do they serve? And I think it's also further complicated by him being here on a political mission, yeah. which he has never really been on political missions before. Right. He's always been just chasing the proto-molecule. And inserting now, himself into political situations. but Right, getting yeah. stuck in the middle of him. He's just telling the truth, man. But now he's here to do a job. Yeah. And I don't know that he's going to be able to do that job with Miller pulling him in other directions. And he's already have... It's complicated because the Belters think he's there to fuck with them. Uh, the Earth uh-huh. people don't want him there because they got the corporation interests that they're, that they're serving. Uh, you know, he's like this impartial judge that everyone thinks is biased and nobody wants to be on their case. And he's currently an absent judge. Yeah. An absentee judge. Like, or, or worse, he's doing things that almost kill the colony. Yes. Yeah. There are so many tensions that are just ripe for conflict here. I thought the who was it a Belter or Earther that wanted him not to kill the ter- the whatever that thorn that was sticking out of the ground that was like tearing tearing up the the the, the crust of New Terra. Um, oh yeah, said, it was like, Okoye. Yeah, was is that the a Belter? Scientist. Yeah, she's a Belter. Okay, because I was surprised that she was so sanguine about like, oh, let's just let this thing see what happens. You know, you don't need to use it. I'm actually somewhat surprised that Torpedo took it out. Me too. I thought when it Mm -hmm. hit it, it was just going to be like, you know, Protomolecule would just incorporate it into its technology and keep on going. Yeah, you see the way that the structure, when he takes the root out, sort of reforms itself. Yeah. And you understand, okay, that's why it's been here for 1.5 billion years. Yeah. But also a little surprising that a Torpedo would... A, have any effect, or if it did, that it wouldn't just rebuild itself instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it feels like that, That, but that also served to show us, I think, that Holden's got the big stick in the system. Like, the Rasanati might as well be just an instant win. Like, he wants to throw his side behind any... He can call down an airstrike that'll obliterate the other side with an iPad. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder if anyone's going to try to commandeer the Rasanati, because it also seems like they're leaving undermanned... 
You know, like interesting. What, what stops Murphy from just uh, strapping on his snowshoes or whatever, his black sand boots and snowshoes. Yeah, just walking up and taking taking over control. Yeah. I guess it does have like it does have security against that from the Martians. Like you have to have like, I would the, so. the ship codes and vocal. It's a military ship. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's not as that easy, but um, I don't know because if you don't have uh, the Rasanali on your side in this planet, all you got is pistols, and that's only get you going to get you so far. Can I ask you what your feelings on Murtry are? I don't like his face. Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, um, they don't hire that actor because you like his face. It seems like he was kind of like on fucking edge from the dropship, and now that so many of his people are dead, and he's kind of like in de facto charge, it's like even worse. And um, it seems like he just is going to want to exterminate the Belters. Uh, and yeah, do you have any feeling on why he might feel that way? Um, like how strong his claim to this planet is like any of that kind of stuff. I think so. I, I, I got in the first episode that he was really close to the guy that died right beside him. That was like one of his friends. And I Mm -hmm. think he blames the belters for this death. And, but beyond that, I don't know. Like, if there's like some kind of Fred Johnson backstory where he was the butcher of butt, fuck, butt, fuck station or damn, you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> BFS, yeah. God, spoilers. Uh, it was the last gas station out of the solar system until <laughs> Medina Station. It was. I, but yeah, I don't know if there's some kind of hidden like grudge that he's got from the 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 war. I mean, that's the other thing is like the Belters are in are super on high alert because mm-hmm. of all the war in the solar system. They bore most of the the brunt of the dying and had yeah. most of the you know, they lost Eros, they lost Ganymede, and all those people that are on it. Um, and they just want to have a chance to restart. There's, they're being turned away from all as refugees. Mm -hmm. Um, they also, I think critically do know that they're, they're breaking the rules by being here. Oh yeah. Like, but they don't care. I mean, they They, were fired upon as they got through the gate. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, they know that like, yeah, they just don't give a shit and Mm -hmm. they have every right in their minds to not give a shit because they have been screwed out of everything they've ever had yeah they're not afraid to they're not afraid to die it's interesting too that like the belters are not like the it seemed like the belters are all united against inners and then there was some political jockeying by dawes and uh johnson that kind of like fractured that alliance and now Mm -hmm. it seems like there are some mad dogs out there out of anyone's control intriguingly one of them seems to be that uh opa kind of terrorist that the Naomi was palling around with. Yeah, so they make with. reference to a, a big name in the OPA. I inferred that it was the the OPA guy that she had a child with. Yeah, I don't. They think don't they, ever come out and say. I don't it. think they say it, but that's the implication I get. So probably, yeah. probably we're onto something there. I, I think what I'm trying to do here is gauge your feeling holistically, um, where you stand on, I guess, Avrasarala's dilemma, because like. There are official channels you can go through. There are backdoor ways to sneak your way onto planets and claim, stake your claim. There is There are threats and there are opportunities. I'm sort of trying to understand how you feel about that. I think sending Holden was really smart because he has respect of the Belters. You could tell, like, you know, and, and he's also going to do the right thing, which will probably gain, gain more respect. Yeah. Um, he also has a powerful independent ship. Um, he also is the the, the expert at the proto molecule. But I think 
if I saw humanity come to the brink of extinction based on this thing, mm-hmm. I would be as cautious as her. But also, how do you hold back, you know, however many billion people on Earth that want a piece yeah. of that action? How do you hold the teeming millions of the belt that want a better life? How, you know, how do you, you the, the the malcontents at Mars that like, you know what? I don't have the generational trust. This is bullshit. I don't want to push yeah. piles of red dust thinking that someone else is going to enjoy a beach 500 years from now. Mm-hmm. You, you need an outlet. I mean, that's one of the problems we have in the world right now is there's no... Like used to be, like if you were f- tired of everybody else's shit, you could move somewhere and start your own thing. And there is no place for the kind of rugged pioneer people nowadays. No. Um. And how do you how do you how do you put your th- you don't have enough thumbs and fingers to put all the holes in that dike? And if you got people that are willing to, you know, rush a couple of well armed ships to get through a gate, they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if I were Avastarala. I would be working on backup options here because it it seems almost naive to think you can hold back, like you said, the, the billions of people who are feeling disenfranchised. Um, but what in is their the backup life. option? Like destroying the ring? Destroy well, destroy a gate. Can you can you destroy one of those gates that leads to mm. a system that maybe gets fucked up? Yeah. Maybe has proto molecule coming at you, like. Yeah. Is there a way to sort of contain a situation that goes wrong, even if you can't contain the situation going wrong in the first place? It, it seems like, like, yeah, plan A should be rig the soul gate to blow. And then plans B, yeah. B through however many it takes is like it starts rigging the others to blow so you can do it more systemic. And maybe if there's a... Yeah. Uh, are some of these gates that go to completely dead worlds, like the suns have already been exploded and whatnot, because... Because I don't I think so. Can they destroy? Do they have the means to destroy I, one of actually, these gates? When that happens, that might destroy the gates, and so uh, I'm not sure the gate. Because like they might have to, to sacrifice open. one of these gates that goes to like maybe a less interesting or more hostile world just to test it. Because like I don't like I don't think they had the capacity to destroy. But of course, I mean that's the thing that standalone sky. They've got a lot of worlds. Yeah, like the, the amount of resources at the fingertips of humanity has just exploded. Yeah, exploded. So. I think a few sacrifices can afford to be made here. And because like what you're what you're trying to protect against is the extinction of the human race. So like right. it's worth sacrificing Gator 2 to see if you can to, Yeah, you're right. There it would be interesting to have her cuz cuz what it is is it seemed like this binary uh contest between we should not do anything until we're super 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 sure it's safe versus YOLO we got a whole we got billions of people that right. don't care whether they live or die there's that really fucked up scene of like a cluster of dead humans hurtling through the gate because yeah. some point millions of miles ago some pirate spaced them and they're still going forward in that that same trajectory trying to get to the gate yeah and like you've got people like that that want to go through and they're going to go through dead or alive so like why not what's the harm and avasral is like the death of the whole human race you idiot and well but they don't value that like that that's the thing if this is going to be their predicament their situation forever or at least into the foreseeable future of generation and you after have generation. no generational trust so like fuck the other people who might come yeah. later i need to get mine today the the, the opportunity yeah. put in front of them is far greater than the risk yeah so. uh, i love the local economy of like amos buy like being a well-off man because he can buy things with bullets oh, right. he's buying <laughs> yeah. drinks with bullets That's and he's got he's spades like, yeah, it's like i got this shit on the rossi i can generate this stuff at will i could be the richest man on the planet uh so so that's true that's interesting like mm-hmm. is that matter replication is that just simply a bullet 
a no. I think he said machine. I have a bu- I have a shitload of lead and a bunch of chemicals I can mix together. I could make a, okay. I can make like an incident. So it's not like a Star Trek yeah. uh, replicator kind of. No, thing. I don't think so. It's more, more of like, like a what manufacturing took, station. What if you took one of those PDC cases and made small arms out of it rather than gotcha. something that can shred a starship? You but could... what good is it buying the resources of a of a population that doesn't have resources to fucking begin with. If you right? just want to get drink, drunk and get laid, you can always buy. Yeah, you always buy his alcohol very and specific flesh. Yeah. proclivities. Yeah, yeah, it's a paradox. And there's also like I, I just love like what they're experimenting with the the belters. Like, um, there's this one child who's like really enamored with Naomi and her being educated in the belt and going to belt university and being an engineer, mm-hmm. and she wants to do that versus her mom saying, "Nope, your life is already decided. You're a colonist. You're colonizing this rock, and you're gonna have kids, and they're gonna colonize this." And like, you can just it's like I feel like that's a stand-in for everyone on Earth being told, "Hey, stand in line." you know, wait for your turn. And some people just aren't going to do that. It's interesting that you bring that up because it's kind of a minor point in these episodes, but the, I did some research. So the ship that brings the belters, uh, the, the ship that makes first landing on this planet is called the Barba Piccola. Mm. Um, and that is apparently named after an Italian philosopher, I think named Giuseppe Eleonora Barbara Piccola, mm-hmm. who is an advocate for women's education. Hmm. So you kind of get a little bit of flavor uh, with your text. It feels there. like there's that's Chekhov's females' education. Just girls going to Belter University to be an engineer. I'm going to say something mildly interesting. I wonder what they do with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot left. We talked about um, Bobby. Oh, uh, it seems like that it's inevitable that she's going to be working for Avasaral in some capacity. Yeah. Because the Martians are shitting on her and, you know, it seems very soon Avasaral lost her last uh, protector, her guardian, her, her bodyguard, her, her doing dirty deeds type of person. She needs another one and Bobby would be real fucking good at it. Bobby also might be in some real legal trouble on Mars pretty soon that could need someone like uh, the Secretary General of the United Nations to bail her out. Pull some strings, yeah. Yeah. And I also like that miscommunication between Avasarala feeling like she was doing Bobby a solid when she's really just making her life worse by summoning her on this official and parading her around as a as a this example of Martian Terran unity mm-hmm. and Bobby's like you're just, you know, you're 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 fucking up all my my shit, man. Yeah, I look like your I look like Earth's lapdog, and I'm trying to build my life as a as a Martian again. Shows the different priorities of the two characters, and that that tension is what makes this show so good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know because that's the thing. It's like when the lightning machine started up, and it started, and I'm I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? I just realized that like not only do I not 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 know what's happening, like. I might never know because this thing was built up 1.5 billion years ago by beings. We can't conceive to do whatever. I have no idea how the technology works. And I was trying to think, it's like, Oh, is this going to like, just keep going around the planet faster and faster? Is it? Do-? And then it stops and it stops, but it powers this one thing that starts chewing up the planet. Like mm. it's this really good job of like putting a very alien thing that I, is it good? Is it bad? Did, did Holden dodge a bullet by destroying <laughs> it? Is he just going to make it worse? Like, yeah, all right, you know. best best guess what it what's going on. 
What's going on with the protomolecule? It's Am mine and lithium? Okay. <laughs> this is a lithium sure, planet. It's, do, it's doing the Belter's job And for the protomolecule people, the PMPs, needed some lithium, so they hmm. built these uh, weird fucking thorn horns to spin around and what? rip it up by the metric uh, buttload. Mildly interesting. So, but now it's it's broken. But there's more there's there's more than one of these machines too. And the other thing is, like every every place a lightning struck, I thought maybe one of those horns would pop out of the ground. Ooh, um, every like what was it, three and a half kilometers? Yeah, or like some it kind was... of reg. I'm like, oh, this is just like the exposed ones that may that, but you're gonna see them pop out of the ground or like, cause like, why did the lightning strike? And and there's one lightning strike for every moon. Mm, like patterns. That seems weird. Humans like, love patterns. What kind of tech? Yeah, oh, so you're suggesting that it's not, that's just, it just it's a coincidence. You have 13 lightning strikes and there's 13 moons, but. I mean, there are a lot of patterns that aren't coincidences. Yeah. And we'd still see those. That's true. That's, 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 that's I'm trying to helpful, say nothing. Jim. Can't you let me just yeah, say yeah, you're nothing? You're doing a very good job at that. You're doing a very <laughs> good job. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I think it's uh, about all I got. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Avasarala defeat this because. You know, this woman's only crime is she jumped ahead in line of the the mm. basic lottery or whatever. But and you've got an incredibly privileged, wealthy woman yep. who's going to shame this person. Like, I feel like for I know how advantage. that would play for me on a political campaign ad. Uh-huh. Like, it'd be one thing if, if Avasarala had done that herself. Like, hey, I did yep. everything right. I won the lottery. I worked hard. I got educated. I bettered myself. And look at where I've come. But yeah. she's essentially Earth royalty, and she's telling one of the teeming unwashed masses that how dare you get out of line to try to better yourself? Yeah, like I don't know that that's going to play well as a campaign tactic, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm super curious to see how she plays it because she sort of seems to be uh, relishing in the thought or or savoring the fact that this is not some game that's being played behind the scenes pulling strings that yes. no one else can see this is a public enemy yeah this is a very straightforward fight yeah how good is she at those i don't know uh-huh. i really don't know we've never seen her tested in she this was way. really good when she was the power behind the throne yeah now that she's on the throne and exposed as a big target herself that's one of the things i'm curious about too mm-hmm. and she's going to need bobby on her side i think if she's going to make a run for it because she needs she needs someone that can do some, some crack some skulls and do some off the books investigation. The, the other thing I want to say is uh-huh. they're really pushing the fast forward button on on the plot here. It felt like it's moving. Like I said, every yeah. episode, every episode had a cliffhanger. Every episode, like hummed along. Like they are not dawdling at all. I feel like we're at least halfway through that that Holy book four. Shit. As far as plot goes, you better start reading then. <laughs> I, I I won't be able to keep up. It's it's all being dropped two days from now, man. Yeah, you need to get struck by lightning thirteen times and <laughs> start tearing it up, man. Start whirling around. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. Nah. If you would like to send us some feedback, you know we're going to be revisiting the expanse at least one more time, maybe a few more times. And if you got some thoughts you'd like to send in a longer way uh, about anything we discussed, or if you got some topics of your own, expanse at baldmove.com. Uh, follow us at all of the ats bald moves on all the social medias if you'd care to to, to keep up with the latest of what we're doing and uh i can't wait to resume my binge yeah we'll we'll have to come up with a plan of how how we're going to attack this after christmas i mean i've got access to six of them right now so yeah yeah we, we'll see how much damage we can do before we get uh, swept up in the holidays yeah uh, thanks for listening uh we'll see you on the next time until then i'm aaron and i'm jim see ya